We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're in a dead period for college football recruiting. So what's going on in Eugene? What are the Ducks up to? We'll talk about that on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. It's a, it is Tuesday, February 20th. Coming to you from Long Beach, California. Wanted to pop on here uh, on the podcasting platform and on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus to give you guys a little bit of a recruiting update, some recruiting thoughts uh, as we stand early in the week here. We're currently in a dead period, which means that no recruits are flying into the Eugene airport and making their way to the Oregon campus or Portland airport sometimes, right? You know, you got a lot of guys coming in from all over the country. Sometimes you got to go to Portland. Um, There's not a lot going on with Oregon recruiting in terms of visits, right? Coaches aren't going to see guys either. Um, But I think that there's a, there's something brewing behind the scenes. I kind of just wanted to give some of my thoughts on, on where I think the ducks are at and, and what's going on right now in the world of recruiting. I uh, just got finished talking to John Canzano on the bald face truth. So maybe some of you guys out there in Portland got to listen to it. I will hopefully have that segment posted as a separate podcast or um, on my YouTube channel as well. So, so keep an eye out for that, but just looking at where Oregon's at right now, looking at the 2025 class, they have the number 12 recruiting class in the country uh, with five verbal commits uh, Notre Dame currently has the number one class in 2025 with 17 verbal commitments. Uh, they just got a commitment today from the state of Connecticut. I remember I saw it. his name is Maddie Augustine, uh, Maddie Augustine from Brunswick School in Greenwich, Connecticut. So they are often rolling are the Irish, but I think Oregon has a lot to be excited about. Just looking at the guys they already have in the fold, not a lot of movement. Obviously, De La Salle, edge rusher Matthew Johnson is the latest to hop in the fold here, but 
I think Oregon's in a great spot with a number of other 2025 recruits, right? I put in a prediction for the Ducks to land 2025. Scottsdale, Arizona, Notre Dame prep wide receiver Cooper Perry. I think that might have been last month. I think it was January 31st. I put my prediction in for them. They've done a lot of really good work in that recruitment. He's been out to Oregon multiple times. Really good friends with 2024 quarterback signee Luke Moga, who's an early enrollee. He's uh, out in Eugene now going through workouts and, and all that good stuff. So they have a lot of a lot of things uh, in their in their favor in that recruitment. You got schools like uh, Oklahoma also involved in that one, but I think Oregon has done plenty of work in that recruitment. Got some really good relationships to ultimately win out in that one. Then you also have modern day edge rusher Nasir Wyatt. He's another guy I feel really good about as it pertains to Oregon's chances here in the 2025 class. He got out to Oregon before the dead period. Cool story with him was that he was actually going to go to Florida the weekend that he visited Oregon. And then Dan Lanning flew down to Southern California. He was out in my neck of the woods and actually visited Wyatt at school and said, hey, man, we got to get you up there. Paraphrasing, of course. He said, hey, we got to get you up here. We got the dead period coming up. Um, so after that, he decided to go on Southwest or whatever airline he was taking and change those plans to uh, not go to Gainesville, but go to Eugene. So I think that with a priority target like that, Nasir Wyatt, I think that is huge, a really, really big development. And I th it's part of the reason that the Ducks are in such a good spot now with so many guys in 2025 because of the work that they did in the month of January. I think that so much of it, you saw all these pictures of coaches all across the country. There was just so much going on. Uh, I think Marshall Malko said during the signing day show, uh, the in-house signing show, he said that Dan was in 14 states in five days which is just unbelievable racking up crazy miles on the PJ, the private jet. Um, but that's what you got to do. That's what you have to do in today's era of college football recruiting. You got to be everywhere. And then when you're on your way to a certain state, you got to be calling up and texting recruits um, and, and, you know, making sure that they're feeling the love, you know, telling them about what you got brewing in Eugene, what have you just putting in that consistent effort, that consistent work. And I think that that's really going to help them just continue to build relationships with a lot of their top targets. And I think right now Oregon's probably in a good spot to get some guys on defense. I think that that's kind of where you want to see, you want to see some more guys hop in the fold here uh, on the defensive side of the ball, seeing that it's a offensive heavy class right now. Um, I think one guy that could be interesting to keep an eye on um, maybe a couple of them I'll, I'll touch on here is, is, uh, Eric Winters. He is a 2025 linebacker out of enterprise, Alabama recently landed an offer from the ducks and they have, they've done some work in the state of Alabama, right? You got Jaquan Shaq McCroy, uh, the towering offensive tackle out of Pinson, Alabama, clay Chalkville in the 2024 class. So it's, it's hard to, really, really recruit at a high level in the Southeast with all those SEC programs. But hey, I think it only takes a couple of guys, you know, in a couple cycles to get that momentum and then use that to kind of get your foot in the door. Say, hey, this isn't an area that's new to us on the recruiting trail. We got this guy, this guy, and this guy. So 
that's just a guy I think that's maybe worth keeping an eye on. He's pretty highly rated in the eyes of 247 Sports, the number 35 player in the country, according to 247 Sports. Their rankings, the number five linebacker and the number four player in the state of Alabama, currently has a crystal ball prediction to Auburn. But maybe keep an eye out for Eric Winters. And then another one that I've talked about a little bit, probably more so on Ducks Digest than here on the pod, I will go ahead and share my screen. I don't know why I didn't do that earlier, but I'm going to get him up here. 2025 Spanaway, Washington, Bethel linebacker, Zadrius Rainey Sale was recently committed to Washington, but it was a short-lived commitment following the departure of head coach Kalen DeBoer to head up the Alabama Crimson Tide following Nick Saban's retirement. And then Nick's, uh, Dan Lanning, excuse me, took a visit out to Bethel to see Rainy Sale in person. And number one player in the state of Washington, I don't know. I'm not saying it's a trend, but I'm also not saying that it's, I'm not, I'm also not saying that it's not a trend. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. Oregon has absolutely cleaned up in the state of Washington. Uh, in, in recent cycles, Braden Platt was the number one player, also a linebacker out of Yelm, Washington in the 24 class, and the Ducks signed him. I think you got to keep an eye on the Ducks here because not only of their momentum with top guys from Washington, you also have Dan Lanning being a defensive-minded coach. That's huge. And then I think back, if you're looking at who could be next for Oregon or guys to watch in the 25 class or even the 26 class for that matter, I think back to what Dylan Williams told me when I asked him, why'd you commit to Oregon? And it was still one of my favorite quotes I've gotten to this day. He said, if if you want to play defense out West, you go to Oregon. Pretty simple. And I think that Oregon is just in such a good spot to capitalize specifically with defensive guys. They got a couple of studs coming back for 24 in Jeffrey Bossa and Justin Jacobs. And then maybe we'll see Braden Platt, Dylan Williams, Kamar Matuti, uh, a trio of all Americans. Um, actually, I, I don't think, I don't think Dylan was an all American. So sorry, I got to back myself up there, but Platt and Matuti were both all Americans, plenty of talent in that linebacker room. And I think with, um, with Oregon quickly getting out to see rainy sale following that decommitment, I would not be surprised in the least if he made his way back out to Eugene in the spring, once things open back up in March, and really, that's where Oregon's at right now as far as the recruiting things go. You're going to see a lot of guys setting unofficial visits or, in some cases, official visits. Some of these guys are going to be getting out to Eugene in the month of March when things open back up. You also have April 27th. That is a huge date that you have to circle on the calendar if you're a Oregon fan because that's the spring game. So not only do you get to see Dylan Gabriel in a Duck uniform, Dante Moore in a Duck uniform, but that is going to be Oregon's biggest event of the year as it pertains to recruiting. That's always the case. It's really that. And then Saturday Night Live uh, in late July. I know that because I've covered the Ducks for six years now, and that's right around my birthday, uh, July 28th. So those are the two big recruiting events that you have to circle on your calendar. And Oregon's in a really good spot. I feel like I keep saying it. I'm like a broken record, but they are doing really, really well, even though we aren't seeing a lot of headlines. You know, I think that the staff is still working the phones behind the scenes, you know, doing what they can to stay active, recruiting a lot of their top targets. Um, and, and that's ultimately going to pay off. And I think another thing 
that really benefits Oregon here. If you just rewind the clock a little bit. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When Nick Saban retired, there was that mini coaching carousel, right? Because you saw... Um, you saw Kalen DeBoer leave Washington. You saw Jed Fish leave Arizona. You saw Jim Harbaugh leave Michigan. Uh, there was so much movement uh, from a lot of pretty big schools. And a lot of those coaches, they're, they're having to answer questions for recruits and for current players and, and their families. But there weren't a lot of question marks in Eugene. The most notable thing that's happened for the Ducks so far this offseason really uh, is Demetrius Martin leaving to take the job uh, coaching corners with Jonathan Smith at his alma mater at Michigan State. And that was a move I had heard a little bit about before before it became official. So that was a move that I think the Ducks were prepared for. So it's been a pretty uneventful offseason. If you're just looking at personnel movement within the coaching staff or the recruiting department, and that's what you want. You don't want to be in the headlines when it comes to coaches taking new jobs, uh, players transferring left and right. So while it's been chaos at a lot of different schools across the country, it's just been nice and steady, nice and stable. Stability is the key word in Eugene right now. Um, looking at what the Ducks are going to try to accomplish in 2024, their first season in the Big Ten, you got uh, another year with Will Stein as your offensive coordinator, an absolute hit in 2023. Another year with Tosh Lapoy. Chris Hampton takes a bigger role as your co-DC and your defensive backs coach. You got Brian Michalowski, Michalowski. I never know how to which how to pronounce that last name. I gotta I gotta get get a get on my P's and Q's there. You got Rashad Wadud taking a bigger role with the corners, who's if you've been listening to me for a while or reading me, he is mentioned constantly when I'm interviewing these top recruits. He is a huge critical piece to what the Ducks are doing on the recruiting trail. And then you also just have to look at 
the the staff can breathe a little bit. It was pedal to the metal. It was pedal through the floor for all of January because you have to work your tail off until it gets dead. So now you're seeing, I saw some of these stories. I think I saw Lee Terry was in like Costa Rica getting to, to have a little vacation and, and, you know, take a breath, live your life, you know, call your wife, call your girlfriend, spend some time with your kids. Like that's what I think a lot is uh, going on as far as just what these coaches are doing. Uh, and then players are obviously getting a, got a little bit of a break, but they're in that winter program right now with, with Wilson love the head strength and conditioning coach. So this just from a culture standpoint and looking at the 2024 season, this is when it starts. This is when you're getting those guys to buy in. Uh, I remember there was a video that was posted on the Oregon football Twitter page. That was just a super cool hype video uh, of the players working out. And then Wilson love talking to the guys, Dan Lanning, talking to the the players as well. Kayvon Thibodeau, the first round draft pick and, and former duck was in Eugene. And there were some splices of, of him and his message to the team. You got to buy in now. You can't buy in in August and expect things to go your way. So these are those critical moments. These are the critical months when Dan Lanning is going to be building that culture, strengthening that culture. I would probably say, you know, strengthening it with the guys that are returning and then building it with the guys that just got here from the program's best ever recruiting class in the 2024 cycle. So it's an exciting time. It really, really is. And I think. One other point that kind of comes to mind, I'm, I'm spitballing a little bit here, so bear with me. Maybe I got to slow myself down. When I look at um, kind of what else is going on, maybe even in the portal, Keon Sab, the Michigan safety, he hit the portal um, and actually landed at Alabama. The Ducks were a little bit involved there, but there wasn't really too much uh, that I was able to gather on that recruitment. So it wasn't a big surprise when he ended up at Alabama. I think the only position that you're still looking for some help at, or maybe that you don't need help at, but you would like some help at is still the interior D line. You lost a lot of production. You lost a lot of experience from those guys the past year, uh, this last year. So I feel like I'm saying that a lot, but maybe there's another part of me that kind of has been feeling. Maybe the ducks don't need as much help along the D line as I had previously thought. You look at some of those guys that they have recruited in recent cycles, right? Mateo Uyunglele, Blake Purchase, Tatum Tuioti, all those guys are already hitting. And maybe you can have some of these guys from the 24 class hit, right? Elijah Rushing out of South Point Catholic, five-star edge rusher. Aiden Breland out of Modern Day, he was an All-American. Jericho Johnson out of Armillo in Northern California, he's a big body listed on 247 at 6'2 366. Uh, Zadavian Sims out of Durant, Oklahoma. Like You have so many guys that you can choose from. And maybe it makes sense to temper expectations a little bit for some of those guys playing early, but how about those 2023 guys that maybe didn't play a whole ton in their freshman years, right? How about your, your Johnny Bowens, your Terrence Greens, your Ashton Porters, your Amari Washingtons and Michael Gardner's Jaden Moore. Like there is so much talent that maybe some fans don't even know about. Maybe some fans haven't really given a second thought, but I I think that defensive line group is is going to be just fine. Um, you know, I wouldn't turn away a talented transfer if if he were to arise in the summer when the next portal window opens. I think in April, but the Ducks have so much talent along that D line. Tony Tuioti has been great. 
coaching up the D-line since he came over from Nebraska. So I think that's just another point that I wanted to bring to the table to add to the discussion a little bit here that the Ducks are going to be just fine with the defensive line that they have. The, the way that they have been recruiting before Dan Lanning and then especially with Dan Lanning, under Dan Lanning, they are poised to make some major noise in the Big Ten in their first year in 2024. So it's kind of all is quiet right now. Calm before the storm, I guess you could say, as it comes to recruiting. But if you're just looking at this from a calendar standpoint, dead period right now, then recruits will be coming back to Eugene in March. You got now and like the end of July. Because if you followed Oregon recruiting for a while, this is when they're putting in that 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 heavy work. This is when they are doing all the heavy lifting. If every if everything is if they push all the right buttons and get the guys that they want, a majority of this 2025 recruiting class will be in the fold by the time the 2024 season starts. I think that the opener is officially against Idaho on August 31st in Eugene. Um, there's just a lot of schedule changes, so I'm pretty sure that's the first game. But if they if this all goes according to plan, Oregon's 2025 class, which currently has five commits, will probably have you know, closer to 20 or north of 20, um, you know, by the time the season starts. So that just shows you how quickly things can move here on the recruiting calendar. And then you have those two major recruiting events of the spring game and Saturday Night Live uh, right at the end of July. So it should be a fun time. There's going to be plenty to talk about. And I think that Oregon's done a great job with so many top targets that the ball is going to get rolling here, I think, um, sooner rather than later. Um, so that's kind of all I had for you guys. Quick, uh, quick favor to ask of you subscribe to the channel. We just hit 1 million views on the channel here, Oregon football, Max Taurus. So, uh, obviously that, that took a while, but would not have been able to do that without you guys, the, the supporters, the fans that, uh, tune into all my videos and, um, you know, soak it all up. So a big thank you to you guys for helping me get to that point. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mtorussports. Read me over at ducksdigest.com and then share the show, share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, and with other Duck fans. But until next time, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.